let me tell you about Jace Medical. I've talked to you about Jace Medical and the Jace case for some time now. Look, we're headed for times where there's going to be trouble and there are going to be shortages of essential drugs, um, of just essentials. Jay's case is the first thing that I have seen that solves the problem of a prepper. How do I get my heart medicine, my insulin? I'll be dead in a month if you don't have some of these things. You can be dead in a week if you have insulin and you don't have access to it. Jace Medical will help you right now. Go to jacemedical.com. The Jace case is for the five uh, most used antibiotics that you can keep in the house. But they also uh, have a program to where you tell them exactly what you take and your family takes. They go through the, you know, the right medical procedures. And then they send a year's supply to your home. So no matter what it is, you'll have that supply on hand if there's ever a disruption. Please go to jacemedical.com, enter the promo code BECK at checkout, get a discount on your order. Promo code BECK, J-A-S-E medical.com. I can't figure out what this administration is doing. On one hand, they say, you know, we're all with you, um, Israel. And on the other hand, they give, you know, palletfuls of cash to Iran and now Hamas. How? How can they do that when there are American hostages and about 200 hostages still being held? How can this administration do this? Well, they don't see the world the same way when... Joe Biden said he was going to provide uh, support. One of the main guys at State Department just walked out and said, I can't do this. I can't be a part of this. You can't be a part of what? Standing up for human beings? I'm sorry. When you go door to door and you kill people in cold blood, it's not like a war. You're going into their house with the intention of finding unarmed people not expecting anything and shooting them and their children. That's Gestapo Nazi stuff. And if we're not clear on that, there is no hope for our future. None. We must be clear on this. One of my favorite teachers, a guy I've learned so much from and really a hero to me joins me in 60 seconds. 
to talk about this and so much more. Okay, there's a number that should shock you. Right now, there are 38,000 U.S. veterans experiencing homelessness right now. What is wrong with us? You know, they're spending, and I'm not making this up, they are looking into, they're studying, I believe it's lesbian private parts in the Congo. I don't know what we're supposed to get out of that, but we're spending money on that. But today, they are lowering the pay to our military overseas because cost of living is getting so expensive and our military just can't afford that. Are you out of your mind? My gosh, we're screwed up as a country. Look, the government is not going to do the right thing. They... They didn't do the right thing after we won the the Revolutionary War. Congress said, there's not enough money. We can't pay the soldiers. I'm not going to live in an America where we have our voices, we have our own free will, and we have people living on the streets and sleeping under bridges, lacking the basics that you and I enjoy. And they were the ones who went out to the desert and did exactly what none of us had the courage to do. Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping these people who have sacrificed so much. If you have $11, would you be willing to give $11 a month to help get these people off the streets? Go to t, the number two, t.org. And by the way, if you're a veteran who's homeless or at risk of homelessness, just go and, com- and, and complete the foundation's entry form. You'll find it there as well at t2t.org. T, the number two, t. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, how are you, my friend? Wonderful, and all the better for speaking to you. (laughs) As you know, Susan and I view you as a very dear and cherished friend. Well, thank you. Um, I've been worried about you. My family's been worried about you. We've been praying for you because are are you still in Israel? Yes, I am. And the truth is, I do not really want to leave until Hamas is being obliterated off the face of the earth. I have to tell you, you know, um, I said to Benjamin Netanyahu, I want, you know, I've got a lot of friends who are getting dual citizenships. And, uh, you know, they're like, you know, to Cayman Islands or whatever. And uh, Stu. And I think it's, thank you. Uh, And I want one in, I want an Israeli passport i want dual citizenship and he said why would you want an israeli citizenship and i said because i know you guys will stand in the end i don't want to sit on my hands i want to be i want to be with the people who know what is right what is wrong and why they stand so i have a lot of respect for you rabbi um, and, uh, we, no, i mean we didn't come here for the war we came a week before the war not expecting anything like this uh, we came for a bar mitzvah of a grandson. It was a big, big, special, wonderful family event. And um, and then I was a speaker for a, uh, a festival uh, retreat program. And then on the last day of the festival, all hell broke loose. Um, Rabbi, teach us something. I, I know that um, dates mean a lot to the Muslims. If I'm not mistaken, on September 11th, there was a very specific battle that I don't remember happened in like the 1500s or 1600s that uh, 
the people who knew went, this is why. This is a big deal. They chose September 11th uh, intentionally. Is the same? Is it the same for October 7th? Um, yes, it is. And, uh, and here's the thing, Greg. Initially, when, you know, ordinary average Americans, when we, when we first hear something like this, it's so alien to our general conception of how the world works. The idea that somebody is going to commit an atrocity on a certain date because his ancestors did something on that date 400 years ago, it sounds preposterous. But you have to remember that America has been infected by an epidemic of secularism for the last 50 years. And one of the main distinctions between religions and secularism is that secularism contracts the window of observation until nothing matters but today. Mm. But whether you are Jewish or Christian or even Muslim, yesterday really matters. Christians say, or Christians, the, Jesus is as alive today as he was 2,000 years ago. Right. And for Jews, the destruction of the, the temple that took place 2,000 years ago is as alive. We still mourn it today. And for Muslim, this is also true. I mean, they, they, the Palestinians and the Arab world, I can't remember, it's the day of Nakba, or help me out yeah. on that. Well, that's a, that's a recent one. That's right, I, I know, but that shows, <laughs> right, they're still doing a new day. They're saying it's yeah. the, 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 the um, Independence Day, if you will, for Israel is the day of, what is Nakba, the day of the disaster or something? I mean, yes. It, yes. dates mean something. No, they really do. And so the, um, there was a huge um, defeat inflicted on Muslim forces and on the 11th of September, 1683. What was happening then was that um, after an earlier attempt to conquer Europe for Islam and for Sharia from the West, the um, Muslim, uh, the Ottoman forces uh, moved in from the East, from Constantinople, and they began an assault on Europe. And they got incredibly far. I mean, these were, were not uh, nobody. These were very competent warriors. And they got as far as the gates of Vienna. And at that point, the Christian forces from Poland, from Sweden, uh, the, under the Pope, all united together. And they said, once and for all, we've got to stop this threat to Christian life in Europe. And they put up a, um, a, uh, a defense of Vienna, which was under siege by the Muslims, and they inflicted a crushing defeat from which Islam never recovered. They'd never come back to Europe until mm. recently when the attempt to take Europe through immigration has taken place. But this is an old story, of course. I mean, back in 732, after conquering the Iberian Peninsula by conquering Spain, they then proceeded to move into France. And it was only the heroism of a French warrior, Charles Martel, who, who stood astride the path through the Pyrenees and through the mountains, and he stopped that. And then the naval forces of the Ottoman Empire tried to conquer Europe um, in 1571. And again, the Christian countries put together a combined fleet and in the Gulf of Lepanto, between Italy and Greece, uh, they destroyed the Muslim fleet. That was on the 10th 
oh, excuse me, that was on the 7th of October, 1571. And so when it was time to launch an attack on America, they chose the 11th of September, uh, 2001, because it was on the 11th of September, 1683, that Christian forces defeated Islam at Vienna. And when they decided to attack Israel two weeks ago, they didn't say, well, let's go, it's 50 years since the Yom Kippur War and a day. Or, you know, let's do this because it's a Jewish festival. No, they chose October the 7th because it was on, on October the 7th, 1571, that the Christians inflicted a huge defeat on the Muslim fleet. So, yes, uh, dates are important, and uh, this just helps to understand this is not a battle about land. Ordinarily, ethnic conflicts about land can be resolved by splitting it down the middle. But this is not about land. This is about whether the twin civilizations of the Bible or the culture of the Quran are going to be dominant in the world. That's what this is about. So you say that this, is, this isn't just about even killing the Jews, because that's what I'm hearing, and, and that's what I've been saying. Um, and I guess the umbrella of what you just said is over this. Um, but the, the thing that people have to understand, this isn't about land. This is about getting rid of every Jew on the planet. And then they come for the Christians. And, and after that, every Christian. Right. There's no big difference. I mean, you've got to remember that one of the um, earlier Hamas leaders, um, uh, his name is Abdul Aziz Rantisi, and he stated, and in, 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 in stating what I'm about to tell you, he was merely echoing uh, dominant and authoritative uh, Muslim clerics who said again and again, but Abdul Aziz Rantisi stated, that uh, Israel will lose because they crave life, but a true Muslim loves death. Now that, of course, really gets down to the, the core of it, because the, uh, the Bible has uh, God saying to Israel, therefore, choose life, recognizing that there are cultures in the world that don't choose life. And so essential to Judaism and Christianity is the value of life. When a, when, a ca when a natural calamity occurs, an earthquake or a flood, even in Muslim countries, it's invariably Christian countries and Christian ministries that send teams to rescue and, and help and provide humanitarian relief. Well, what about the Red Crescent? The Red Crescent is like the Red Cross. Yes, accepting that when disasters happen, like the Bam earthquake in Iran, the first on the scene, and for the first three weeks, the only people on the scene were Christian organizations. Mm. Mm. So, yes, there is a fundamental conflict here, and um, it's not about the land, because the Arabs massacred uh, the city of Hebron, killing all the Jews there in 1929. There was no Israel yet, nothing to do with that. Until 1948, there was no Israel. You would have thought that uh, at that point, the land then would have been filled with all kinds of people. Of course, nobody ever called themselves or was ever called a Palestinian before 1948. Didn't make up term. And, um, and, uh, and, and so that's what we're dealing with. It's a, it's a struggle between barbarism and civilization. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, Rabbi, I'm going to take a one-minute break and then come back. And I, I want to talk to you about 
good and evil um, because it, it, it uh, feels like evil is an entity and a very well thought out entity, quite honestly, that is sweeping uh, the earth right now. Uh, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Um, we'll talk to you and continue in just about 60 seconds. Stand by some of the happiest members you ever make in life or with your dog. He's there with you through thick and thin. He's loyal. He loves you even if you haven't had a shower. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't get better than that. Oh, he's just snuggle with me even though he's because I didn't showered yet today. Naturally, you want to make sure he's got the best nutrition and uh, you provide it. Or so you think. I mean, we were buying the kibble food it was you know the kibble food that you practically need a prescription for it's so good and so expensive except it's i mean it's the best out there but kibble food is dead food naturopathic dr dennis black figured this out and he's put rough greens together now he knew brown food is dead food everything is cooked out of it you need the greens you need probiotics so does your dog the folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it and that you'll start to see a difference over time. They have a special deal for you right now. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Uno's a very picky eater and never thought he would eat this stuff. He loves it. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Get the first trial bag for free. All you pay for is shipping. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Rabbi, I've I've talked to a, a lot of friends over in Israel and Jews, and um, can you explain to me the Jewish conception of evil? Because there's there is no, I mean, there's a Satan from the scriptures, but it's not like Christians look at Satan or the devil, right? Yeah. Can you explain yeah. how evil works in in Judaism? Uh, yes, there is a, uh, a, an understanding that evil is not an abstract, it's an action. And that makes it a lot easier to understand and to, uh, and to confront. Uh, there are certain activities that are evil. Uh, so it's not so much an identity or a, an abstract, but it is a, a series of actions, and those are laid out in what is called the Torah, the five books of Moses. And uh, there are 248 uh, actions there that, excuse me, 265 actions there that are uh, listed as, uh, as evil actions. So, it, so when you're feeling this or seeing this, this is just a bunch of actions that are all starting to play in the same way. And does that kind of create a... Uh, an atmosphere or a force? Because I think maybe you know, maybe what you're feeling and uh, and and what you're grappling with may be something a little bit different, and that is the um, spiritual quality of uh, the people known as Amalek, who first show up in the Book of Exodus as the the group that attacks Israel on its way out of Egypt, and. Um, the, the interesting thing is that the qualities are provided in the Tanakh 
qualities that are provided that help us identify the the Amalekian people. So, for instance, in the book of Esther, uh, Haman was part of the Amalekian people, which is not so necessarily so much a biological identification um, as it is a spiritual affiliation. And so um, it's always associated with a desire to obliterate Jews off the, the surface of the earth. So not surprisingly, uh, throughout the Nazi period, we find that the, the Nazis um, echo reflections of, uh, of Amalekian thinking. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after the end of World War II, interestingly enough, through the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, who was very well connected to the Nazi hierarchy, uh, the, the spiritual mantle of Amalek, if you like, the philosophical infrastructure uh, passes on to the world of Islamic Jihad. And so it's really interesting that, for instance, exactly the same tendency to co- conflate uh, life and death, which is found in uh, certain Nazi rituals and in right. certain music, like the music of Richard Wagner, the Ring Cycle, things that were venerated by the Nazi hierarchy, there is a conflation of life and death, or sex and death, sex being uh, uh, the, the source of all life. And so uh, we find that the same thing happens with, uh, with Islamic Jihad. For instance, what do young men who happily blow up innocent people as well as themselves hope to gain as a reward when they reach paradise? Sex. Virgins. Yeah, it's like, it's like their paradise is a Spanish brothel. It's weird. That's why when we, I mean, there's, you know, you can watch a lot of violence, but when it is mixed with sex, it becomes so disturbing. And, yes. uh, and that's because of that spirit. And that's that, exactly that spirit. And, I mean, you know, I hate, to, I hate to even know about it, but one of the classification, one of the categories of filth available in the, web, in the world of porn are what are called stuff porn. Yes. Which combine sex and death. Yes. So Rabbi, yeah, that, that is part. Rabbi Daniel Lappin. You can find him at rabbidaniellappin.com. You can hear his podcast on, on Blaze, uh, blazetv.com. Make sure you listen to his podcast. My best to you and uh, Susan and the whole family, Rabbi. Stay safe. God bless. You bet. Bye-bye. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know, it used to be the case that you'd, you'd look at your paycheck and, you know, you'd be unhappy about the amount that was taken out in taxes. Ah, the good old days. Now when you look at it, you also have to consider the high inflation is doing to that remaining amount. Right now, because of inflation... If you went to go get a home loan today uh, for a home, you'd pay about 8%. That means you're paying about $1,000 more per month than you would have before the Biden administration. That's how crazy this is getting. And what's worse, that's a deal compared to credit cards. And Americans are running up their credit cards. And that's 20, 25 plus percent every month. You could save up to $700 a month 
You can defer, maybe delay as many as two mortgage payments. Please call American Financing today to see if they can help with your situation. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save. All right, I want to talk to you about backbone, spine, courage, decency, honor, integrity, all of the things that we don't have in Washington. I want, to listen, I want you to listen to this story from the Washington Post. Representative Jim Jordan failed to earn enough votes to win the Speaker's gavel for a second time in as many days as on Wednesday. Representative Jim Jordan denounced the barrage of threats and calls Republicans say they've fielded since opposing Jordan's nomination to be the next House Speaker, saying that no American should be harassed for their belief. Not harassing you. We've never, we, I have specifically said in your kindest voice, remind them who you work, who they work for. Remind them that you are a constituent and you are expecting them to do X, Y, and Z. Not, that's not a threat. That is a promise. If you do this, I'll help you win the next campaign. If you do that, I'll do everything in my power to make sure that everybody knows it and we're going to find somebody to run against you because you don't belong there because you don't represent the people. Now, if that is a threat that you just can't handle in Washington, then you shouldn't be there, you spineless worm. I'm sorry. Jesus wouldn't have said that. Jordan lost a second round of votes for the speakership, receiving one fewer vote on Wednesday's ballot than he did on Tuesday. Uh, Though he flipped two Republican votes in his favor on the second ballot, he lost four of his GOP colleagues. Um, Representative... Marie, and, uh, Marie Antoinette, I guess, Miller Meeks, she is f- from Iowa. She said in a statement that after she flipped from voting for Jordan on Tuesday to another Republican, Kay Granger, Texas, on Wednesday, she received credible death threats and a barrage of threatening calls. If you have credible death threats, then you should report them. And credible death threats should be taken seriously. Anyone who is calling their congressman and or their senator or anybody else, anyone, and, uh, and threatening their lives, you are a moron and part of the problem. And also a criminal. Yes, and a criminal. That is a criminal thing to do yes. to call up and threaten someone's life. And they should life. be prosecuted. And obviously, I would assume... That's the end of this, right? If this really happened, then you would certainly that 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 they will go down that road and proceed down that road. If it's just a thing you say to the media to try to vilify conservatives who are on the radio and on podcasts, that's another story. Because I I find it really hard to believe. Mm -hmm. Not that they look, we get death threats. You get them all the time. Half of them are from me. (laughs) Um, You know, (laughs) we. Credible death threats are different than things you read on Twitter. Correct. Okay? Totally different thing. That's not to say that you should be doing it on Twitter, but we all know what the internet does to people. There's To say credible death threats, we've had credible death threats. Yes. We've had times where we've had to bring in all sorts of, of security. 
the Israel is I'm in restoring one of courage. those times right now. There we go. Restoring courage. You went to Israel. What did they tell you about your event right before it started? Uh, that it's no longer your event. It is a military operation. Yes. Because there was a suicide vest that was out. They couldn't find it. And, uh, and it was our event that was marked for it. That's a credible death threat right credible death threat is not oh yeah well you should go it's something that's on twitter that's not what that is but beyond that beyond this okay number one i have high amounts of questions as to whether this actually occurred or whether it was actually credible and certainly that it was you know if if this was someone uh from an audience of a conservative show of some sort shame on you you should go to jail if you made a credible threat to a congressperson but the second part of this is more important okay wait a minute we'll get into it in a second let Mm -hmm. me finish this no American should accost another for their beliefs, Jordan said, formerly known uh, on formerly known as Twitter X, uh, after Miller Meek's announcement. We condemn all threats against our colleagues, and it is imperative that we come together. Stop. It's abhorrent. You're right. He is right. I condemn all credible threats, all death threats. I, I don't I don't want you yelling at anybody yeah, even even and especially the secretaries because they have nothing to do with anything right. and even death threats that aren't credible i condemn i condemn we all condemn correct. that you correct. shouldn't do it correct miller meeks was among a number of lawmakers who voiced concern about threats and harassment they received after voting for speaker candidates other than jordan according to the minnesota post phones of the office of pete stabber uh, republican from minnesota rang off the hook wednesday after he joined the republicans opposing jordan's speakership a stabber staffer told the minnesota post that most callers were upset with the congressman's vote the staffer added most calls came from outside the lawmakers district Steve Womack from Arkansas told reporters after Wednesday vote that the opposition to the Ohio Republican uh, among the expanding group of lawmakers who voted against him is, quote, profound. Womack, who voted for Steve Scalise on both ballots, argued that the Republican opposition to Jordan was not coordinated, but rather an organic development among members from different committee assignments, tenures and states. The commonality between them was frustration with Jordan's hardline reputation and the tactics he employed to win over support after the vote. John Rutherford, Republican from Florida, no excuse for you, elaborated on some of the threats that had been leveled at his staff and placed the blame squarely on Jordan for facilitating a culture of aggressive and extremist rhetoric. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. He is absolutely responsible for it, Rutherford said of Jordan. And look, it doesn't work, especially against people like Steve Scalise and others. Nobody likes to have their arm twisted. Talking about individuals' wives and those sorts of things. That's just not acceptable. Now, what is he what is he referring to? Listen to this. Rutherford appeared to be referring to an anonymous text sent to the wife of Republican Don Bacon of Nebraska, quote, urging her to talk to her husband and talk him into supporting Jordan. Texts to Bacon's wife were reviewed by the Washington Post. One urged her to tell the congressman to step up and be a leader. Another asked her why her husband is causing chaos by not supporting Jim Jordan. It's wrong that these folks have no boundaries anymore. We don't live in fear, but holding people accountable is needed. Excuse me? You should see the things that my wife gets on her phone. 
My wife talks to me about it probably every two days. How do people get my phone number? Why do I keep getting... Listen to this one. So stand in line. And I would... My wife would not complain if she heard, why isn't your husband stepping up and being a leader? Why is your husband causing chaos by not supporting so-and-so? That's not a threat. Now, I don't agree with reaching out to people's wives and everything Obviously. else. And nor is Jim Jordan, by nor the way, is Jim as Jordan everybody or, knows. Right. It's, you don't do that. But that's not a threat. The Idaho Republican Party said in a news release Wednesday that it, too, had been inundated with emails and phone calls from registered Ohio, uh, Iowa voters expressing their profound disappointment with Congressman Mike Simpson's decision that day. The decision voting for Scalise. The people of Idaho expect Mike Simpson to represent their concerns and prioritize their needs above political games and partisan divisions. The statement from the GOP in Idaho said the true measure of his success will be in his steadfast defense of the Constitution and the tangible benefits he delivers to the hardworking families of Idaho. We will be watching. Is that a threat? Because that's what I believe. And when you are not representing the people, now, those people in New York, you probably did what your people are fine, fine with. That's fine. That's fine. But don't think that others aren't going to run against you. Don't think that it is a threat. It's a promise. You do the things that keep the Constitution strong you do the things that do not cause chaos. And that's why I've been harsh on on uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Florida that stuck Gates. Gates. Yeah. Uh, this is why I've been harsh on on Gates the whole time, because what was your plan? This caused chaos. But I have to tell you, this is what I think the problem is, and I think this is where you're going and I'd like to hear your opinion on it. I don't think this is just about, you know, Sean Hannity and Glenn Beck or Jim Jordan. This is once again the arrogance of the party leadership in Washington that despises the American people, that think they know better than all of the people that live in their districts. They think they know better. And the people in their districts are saying, defend the Constitution of the United States. Stop spending so much money. These are not radical ideas. And they are just using this because they know the Washington Post and everybody else will whip everybody up into a frenzy. And it will teach those those constitutionalists a, letter, a lesson. Don't call well, you know what? If that's what you want to teach, that's fine. Here's the lesson I'd like you to learn from this. Double your efforts to get these weasels out of office. I don't know if he can. But if there is a weak person, there's no excuse, no excuse in Texas to have weasels. None. In New York, I get it. Not in not in this not in this state. Not in Utah, Idaho, Idaho, Wyoming, not in Montana. What are you doing? 
Get them out. Get them out. Yeah, and this is, of course, their way of trying to parlay all of this into an effort to hurt who they see as their enemies. And that those and it will work it, as well for them as it did for Lynn Cheney. Liz Cheney? Mm-hmm. Liz Cheney, whatever her name is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, look, the people they see the, as the enemy are, are you, right? Not you, Glenn Beck, but you in the audience who listen to Glenn Beck, right? Like, you're the enemy. You're, you, you're, you're the problem to them. And this is something that they see as they can uh, feed this stuff, leak it to the mainstream media. Of course, they'll report it gleefully. And they will say, you know, who's really the problem? It's these, uh, it's these talk show hosts and the people who listen to them doing all these terrible things. And I mean, frankly, Glenn, you know, look, if because they're saying basically, you know what? Now I'll never vote for Joe, Jim Jordan because he made people call my office and and let's just he even never entertain it. I know he never never he didn't ask us to do that. Nope. We said that because we think it was important for people to be involved in the process of government. I'm I'm so sorry about that. But look, let's just say let's just entertain this this uh, world and let's just say a couple of people um, did call and say nasty things to the secretary of one of these guys. If that is your determining factor of who you're voting for for Speaker of the House, you should be out of Congress immediately. Wait, because some random person said something mean to you on the phone? You're going to change your vote for who's the Speaker of the House? You should be, you're pathetic if that is your position, and that's the one you're admitting to. You're admitting that I will never vote for him now after I got that mean call from that lady in Iowa. I mean, how pathetic how many times, do you have to be? How many times have I just did it again today? And I don't want any names. Um, you know, I'm looking for examples. But I just wrote an email today. Somebody who has treated me like absolute garbage. Somebody who has you know, done a lot to not necessarily sing the praises of me. And I just did it today. I wrote and said, hey, I will help you in any way possible. I have nothing to gain. I could play the game of I'm going to get you now. I don't. Why? A, it's childish. Mm -hmm. Second reason, we're in a crisis. We need to help everyone we can. I don't care if I have a personal problem with you over X, Y, or Z. What are you doing? Is it good? Will it help? Yes. Count me in. Grow up, Republicans. Grow up. Mike Lindell is a problem solver. Uh, if, you, if you've ever slept on a MyPillow, you know. You know. Um, take the towels. You know when you go in to buy a towel set in a store, they feel nice and soft until you get them home and you realize they don't really absorb anything. Mike has fixed that problem with my towels. Uh, they actually work. They're soft. They're very absorbent. And now my pillow is announcing two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. They're made with American ring spun cotton, which makes them absorbent and soft. Towels are great. Right now, you can get a six-piece towel set for an amazing introductory sale price as, as low as $29.98 with the promo code BECK. You can get the designer premium line for just $20 more. No matter what towel set you decide on, 
It's 50% in savings, and the towels are great. To find the offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and uh, use the promo code BECK. Check out the new MyTowel six-piece towel set and get 50% in savings. Remember, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get the special and many more now. MyPillow.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. It's pretty amazing how the cowardice uh, and the the childness, uh, childlessness, a uh, child childlike qualities i don't know what's wrong with me the last few days i'm sorry maybe i'm having a stroke or something or just thinking about a lot of chocolate pudding but uh i will tell you that uh it is it's remarkable how infantile our republicans are and they're never going to be able to get anything done they'll never get anything done we have to vote them out or they have to vote us out. One of the two. But this is a house divided and it it won't work this way because they're too they're they're just they're like seven year olds. Well, I'm not gonna do it because he doesn't like it. I don't like him, so I'm not ridiculous. The Glenn Beck program.